Well, Ulysses, normally we have our mailbags midweek on Wednesdays, but today we're going to change things up and have it on a Tuesday because we have a very special guest that we have to speak to on Wednesday and Thursday. So mailbag episode on a Tuesday. Yes. And these are three fantastic questions all over the place. All very interesting. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays and catch us on all the other podcasting platforms available. And you can send us an email or voice memo to LockedOnRays at gmail.com. And follow our social media accounts, LockedOnRays, at LockedOnRays on Twitter and Instagram. So let's get right into it. Uh, three mailbag questions to dive into. This first one from Charles McGregor. He says, hey all, I just read rumors that Diaz may be next up on the extension train this offseason. So, yeah, this email was sent a little bit ago. <laughs> that's not the, all right, the question, by the way. We actually, it's more pertinent. Um, I'm loving the clubhouse loyalty. They're trying to create the old Rays would have hoarded the streaming revenue coming in. So, it is nice to see them distributing the wealth. This has made me wonder a few things about this offseason. One, do you think the Rays giving out extensions shows that they tried to sign free agents, but they either got outbidded or players didn't want to come here? Two, do you think giving extensions helps revive their brand to other players around the league that they're the type of team that dumps players before they get their payday? And three, in the long run, do you think this may end up being money better spent than some of the options that were in the raised price range this offseason. Well, thank you, Charles McGregor. By the way, strong name, dude. Yeah. My goodness, Charles McGregor, great name. Uh, thank you for writing to us. Hopefully, we get to see you in FanFest, okay? We're going to be there. So hopefully, Charles, you, you come around and say hi. Um, yes, I, I do think that the extensions definitely showed that they were ready to spend, Right in the off season, which is which is good. Um, so I, I I think I would have to go. I mean, obviously we don't know, but I, I would have to guess. My my guess would be that free agents ultimately did not want to come. Right, to, and, and again we Tampa talked Bay. about it before that. Hey, um, the Trop turf is an issue. Yep. The lack of a fan base, or I shouldn't say that, lack of attendance. attendance is an issue yep. uh, especially for these established types of players that have played in markets where there's a lot more hubbub um and yep. then again this being the race you can be expendable at just about any time so those are three factors that that can make it diff difficult for a jose abreu or a um a michael brantley uh you know fill in the blank of, of that type of ilk i'll give you one more it's a pitcher's park I mean, why why would a hitter sign willingly to a team? I mean, if you're traded there, fine. But why would a hitter willingly go to a pitcher's park where that place is going to dampen their offensive production? 
it 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 wouldn't really make sense for them to do that um on the on the attendance side yeah i mean if you're if you're on a tuesday and you're in houston or uh you're x city and you have 20 to 30,000 you know yeah 20 to 30,000 people it's it's going to be kind of different to be playing around 5 to 6,000 people like that's going to to be a little bit difficult uh, i agree with that yeah and i mean i know charles asked a lot of questions and pointed out a lot of things about the extensions um i think ultimately extending jeffrey springs pete fairbanks and yandy diaz is a really good thing of of bringing forth and continuing that camaraderie and just it it provides a better mood and morale in the clubhouse of hey the core is is sticking around or at least that's the intention over the next uh, several handful of years whatever it may be now following up on that a little bit yeah um of course the rays did give 40 million dollars guaranteed to zach Eflin. Mm -hmm. looking back at it would you have rather they allocated those dollars to a Jose Abreu or a Michael Brantley. Um, just as far as well, you, know, you have that $40 million to work with, with, you know, maybe you take one extension candidate off the table, like, Hey, we're not going to extend Pete Fairbanks. So we have that pool of money to give to a hitter instead of Zach Eflin and an extension candidate. What do you do? It depends on who, again, if we go back to the first question that Charles asked, are they willing to go to the trap? Is is Michael Brandley yeah. okay going to the trap? Is Jose Abreu okay going to the trap? Well, how about this? Okay, so Michael Brantley, he signed a one-year, $12 million deal with the Astros plus another $4 million in incentives. So one for 16. What's the asking price? You know, 19, 20 mil guaranteed for one year? And it's then tough. that becomes an issue. Are the Rays willing to pay that? Exactly. I mean, that that's tough. And so I... A front office as smart as the race is not going to be on, in a bidding war. Like they've made their calculus. Right. They know, okay, this is what we're willing to offer. They probably have a couple more, maybe one or two, maybe to, to kind of see if, if, if they go for it. I mean, it happened with Zach Eflin. The Red Sox, uh, apparently the race had offered X amount to, to Zach. The Red Sox put it to 40, 40 mil, three years, and then the race matched it. So yeah. the Rays are willing to go up to a certain point, but maybe for the Brantley one, one year, ultimately 16, if he gets all of the incentives, maybe that was a little bit too much for, for the race 16. Maybe they're willing to go to 15, yeah. 14. Um, or Michael Brantley saying, I'm okay getting 16 with uh, incentives included in Houston. But if I'm going to go to the trap, I'm going to need 18 to 20. And right. so that's where, you know, the two it takes two to tango uh come up but I've, I've said this before kevin i think getting a michael brandley a jose abreu a brandon belt would have checked that box that that yeah. we all agreed eric neander kevin cash front office and the fandom and this podcast you need a veteran guy you need somebody who's a lefty that produ that, that, that that produces offensively um maybe a first baseman Jose Abreu would have been, you know, the key. Yeah, he's not right. a lefty, but he's Jose Abreu. He's an MVP. Um, so they did the second best thing, which was getting these core guys extended. Because, yeah. I mean, getting a Luke Voigt, getting a David Peralta, 
maybe a Josh Bell. I, I, I don't think I would rank those things better than the extensions. Yeah, the does, extensions that, does that move? The, does that that might move the needle for the fan base? But does that move the needle for the guys that are already on the team? No, of not at all. I think Luke Voigt or a David Peralta again, whoever it is. I mean, the Rays sort of have been burned recently with Nelson Cruz to some extent and David Peralta to some extent. Yeah. And you want to take that risk with Michael Brantley and other aging sluggers or tested hitters. I, I mean, I think there is a tier. I think yeah. I would I would have been okay with Abreu, Brantley, and Belt above the extensions. I think that would yeah. have been really good. But after that, you put all the other names, the Gallows, the Bellingers, the Hanigers. the, the Voigt, Peralta, yeah. and I would rather have the extensions Yeah, um, because you, you, there's, there's a little bit of a difference when you're talking about those names. Yeah, and it, it's so funny because I think it's so important for not just baseball, but really any organization is to invest internally and invest in your current workforce. I think that really does a whole heck of a lot for you. And I feel like the Rays are kind of turning a corner. I mean, obviously they're starting to spend money, but there seems to be more of a, a focal point and maybe there always has been, but we always known them as, Hey, analytical, they right. are just bean counters, but there really does seem to be, a strategic approach of the human side and really focusing on what is going to make the players happy and excited and play better together and really be able to handle and navigate the grind of uh, 162 year after year after year. And I think that being able to, hey, Jeffrey Springs got rewarded. Pete Fairbanks got rewarded. Yandy Diaz got rewarded. Maybe I can get rewarded. And it seems like an easy thing to to accomplish, but it, it, it must be very difficult to keep your employees happy. Um, again, that's a job. I when we look at it as, as entertainment, but for them, it's a job. If everybody in your workplace is happy, yeah. you're probably going to be producing at a higher level than if not. Uh, if you like, and if your you have teammates, your veterans your and leaders happy, if you have your veterans yes. and leaders happy, that even makes much more of an impact as opposed to, oh my gosh. Yandy Diaz, he gets hosed in arbitration. Jeffrey Springs, uh -huh. Pete Fairbanks gets hosed in arbitration. Or maybe they win arbitration, but the fact that they had to go to an arbitration hearing after the seasons and careers that they've had, it it puts a sour taste in everybody's mouth. How does Pete Fairbanks tell Garrett Clevenger, oh, dude, it's okay. It's completely cool to be here when he just lost an arbitration case for $200,000. Like, yeah. he can't do that. He can do that with a little bit more finesse and with backup and evidence if he goes dude it's a really good place and they treat you here like like nobody else will treat you like like they do here in, in tampa bay mm -hmm. oh that makes more sense for fairbanks to say now after the extension to garrett clevenger than 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 by losing an arbitration case for a hundred thousand or whatever yeah. it was the the difference you know i think it was 400k and, yeah and we also forgot to mention that the Rays did uh make huge huge moves in bringing in charlie colbertson and uh, daniel robertson <laughs> Those are your big bats, by the way. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, wishing and hoping. I'm yeah. going to be wishing. I'm going to be hoping. It's a new season. Like, why are we going to not be hopeful? Uh, but I don't want to I don't want to pat myself on the back. Yeah, but I'm gonna. But it I've called this wishing and hoping. That's yeah. what they're doing. And even Topkin wrote an article saying that uh, they're really hoping for breakthroughs. And I'm like, oh, Topper, yeah. you like my takes. You like my takes, Topper. And you know what? Um, you know what I like also, Kevin? 
Uh, Built Bars? Yes, I love Built Bars. And you know why I like them. Because they're only 130 calories. They only have 4 grams of sugar. And they have a whopping 17 grams of protein. That means that they're a delicious treat that doesn't have fat and calories. It's amazing. And also, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Okay, real chocolate in every Built Bar. And now, you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do so. But now, you can get them at your local Walmart or at Sam's Club. That's right, you don't need to wait anymore. Go to your Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, Grab yourself a box of Built Bars, or if you are close to a Sam's Club, you can get your Built Bars there. So remember, if you want something delicious and that doesn't have all the fat and calories, then what you need to do is get yourself some delicious, tasty Built Bars. All right, this next question uh, from Rachel from Tampa, Florida. I hope Rachel's at FanFest. I mean, being from Tampa... No excuse not to attend yeah. FanFest. Uh, this question uh, is, hello, Kevin and Ulysses. Since baseball season will be starting in a couple months from now, what would be the perfect, I don't know if she means to say walk-off song or walk-up song. She has walk-off song uh, for the Rays. Mine would have to be Bad by Michael Jackson. What's yours? I took it as walk-off, like, hey, you hit a walk-off. What's the, okay. the song that we're playing Um on the loudspeakers. By the way, Rachel, yes, like Kevin said, hope to see you at FanFest. We're going to be at FanFest. I'll say it again. We're going to be at FanFest. Say hi to us. Talk ball with us. Um, that's Which, a by real... the way, um, Bad by Michael Jackson is a, a wonderful song. Whatever you may yes. say, uh, think of Michael Jackson separating, separating the art from the artist because he was a weirdo creep, whatever. Yeah, but his he's got terrific, terrific uh, artist, of course. It, it, I, I he gets in a bump as well. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. Kind of not. I mean, based on his personal issues, I'll maybe not give him a bump. Maybe not. Terrific, <laughs> terrific artist. Yeah, terrific artist. I do like the fact that if you hit a walk off, all right, the lines from the bad uh, song. He says, "The world, the whole world, has to answer right now, just to tell you once again who's bad." Oh, that's mm. that's a fantastic way because I think if I were to pick a song to play after a walk off happens. The song needs to have three things. Number one, must be a banger. Yes. Number two, multiple generations have to identify with the song. Okay? Facts, yes. Number three, there's got to be cockiness to the song. There's got to be some Mm -hmm. swag. You just walked off a team. Okay? You taught them a lesson. All right? So for me... I would have to go Jimi Hendrix, Voodoo Child, Slight Return, because the lyrics, I'm going to tell them, well, I'm standing next to a mountain, and I chop it down with the edge of my hand. Oh, oh, yeah. that's that's nasty. And then he says, I didn't mean to take up all your sweet time. I'll give it right back one of these days. If I don't meet you no more in this world, then I'll meet you in the next one. Oh. Oh, that's just like slapping your opponent like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I had to just do you dirty. So I, I would have to go with Hendrix. It's got to be a banger. Multiple people like uh, uh, multiple generations like Hendrix. That's my pick. I mean, I really first off, do the Rays have a walk off song 
Is this a yeah. thing? Well, okay. no, not a walk-off song, but they have the 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 song that plays like after uh, the entourage guy goes victory. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I think it's Cream. I think it's White Room by Cream. Yeah, I think that needs to be changed to either Voodoo Child or Bad, or maybe do a little rotation because I think Bad would just be awesome. That's really in good the, in the stadium. So yeah. mine. Uh, I guess we are going with walk-off song, which I, I love this topic. And this might be something that we have to put um, out on Twitter and get some audience engagement and, and see what uh, the folk. Oh, I like with. that. Yeah. But, uh, mine is pretty simple and straightforward. Um, I know it's kind of, uh, it's been played uh, probably too many times, but it's fitting. Uh, All I do is win by DJ Khaled, not really by him, but he put the song together with a bunch of other rappers and, artist um sure t-pain to the point and so forth but i mean the the title gives it away and then all i do is win 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 no matter what got money on my mind the rays hey they're always focusing on money i can never get enough <laughs> there we go so it, it fits sue sternberg and it fits uh the rays winning ball games and i i that's what i got that that's mine right there so that's fantastic yeah uh yeah you got you gotta find something that people that a lot of people are gonna i want this 65 year old grandma to be able to jam to this song. And I want the seven-year-old kid who just got Brandon Lau dog tags to just yeah. go nuts. It has to involve all of these people. It has to be a banger. I think th those are really good options. And by the way, if you're listening, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to hit that like button right now. It's free. You just have to just click that little thumbs up. And then you're going to hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed. And then you're going to write what your walk-off song should be or what the walk-off song should be at the trop okay you're gonna write that down in the comments so yeah. that's your homework people uh continuing on the lyrics here um every time i step in the building everybody's hands go up because all i do is win 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 um yeah so i i think that that's pretty fitting as well and just uh yeah. overall theme for the rays considering that uh they haven't had a losing season since 2017 so yeah right yeah they've yeah. had so are they going for their sixth straight winning season? Eight, nine, oh, one, two. They're going for their sixth. Yeah, yeah. That's a really, really amazing stretch. So really kind yeah. of soak that up yes. and enjoy it. Enjoy this very lengthy window that we hope continues for years and years and years. A flip on this question would be, what song would you play if uh, you get walked off or you lose? <laughs> Like what? Uh, that's something to like really soothe you. Like I don't know. Oh well, you know, uh, as a Beatles, maybe fanatic, a, you know, a T Swift jam. I don't know. I don't know. I, there, there's a song by the Beatles called "I'm a Loser," so oh, yeah, I that's think fun. that's pretty. <laughs> it's like you know that 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 nails it. But if you want something to 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 soothe you, oh man, then yeah. I think you'd have to go with some uh, some jazz. Yeah. Speaking well. Speaking of losing and winning, we hope everybody wins and wins at FanDuel. We want you to be winners there, too. Uh, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because new customers get a no-sweat first bet. 
offer up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss to get your no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to learn more. So be sure to make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, uh, this final question that we'll get to from Michael Begg, very shortened to the point. Um, does this three-year contract extension for Yandy Diaz make it harder or easier to trade him? Well, Michael, I hope to see you at FanFest. Uh, we will be there. I don't know if we've said this before, but we will be there at FanFest, Michael. And by the way, Michael's a strength and conditioning coach. So if I see you there, Michael, you know, make me look yeah. like Johnny Bravo. That's that's the goal here. You want the um, Johnny Bravo body. Yeah, just, we're going just for, give boys. me, Michael, just give me the Johnny Bravo look. That's all we want. Um, the Vinny from Jersey Shore look. <laughs> the, the, he was the, he the, was the preamble. King. That's what you want. He was the, the preamble to, to 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 Vinny, yeah, yeah. He's the ninety. Mason Hour, how about that? Give us the Mason Hour bod. Even better, give me the Mason Hour bod, uh, Michael. When I see you at FanFest, just give me some tips, man. Uh, okay, I think I think it is easier to trade Yandi because just teams like knowing what they're going, what the cost of a player will be. Yeah, cost I mean, so yeah. So the, knowing the, the 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 cost is always going to make a player more um, obviously depending. Like we all know what Mike Trout's gonna <laughs> want to cost, but not a lot of teams are able to to fit that in their budget. But most teams will be able to to fit Yandi in the, in their payroll. So yeah, I think it's it it would be easier in in theory. However, I don't think that the Rays signed them to an extension because they're willing. They're they're going to. To, to, to flip them to somebody in the off season or, or next year. Like, I don't think so. I, maybe this is me trying to, to, to rationalize and, and, and think that the team just wants to be together. Although again, shout out to topper, apparently continuity is the, yeah. is the buzzword that they're going for. So, you know, they made they want to keep the, the, the group, the core together for a while. So I don't think, that they're going to trade Yandi. However, however, in capital letters, if one of the young prospects, and I mean Josh Lowe, Jonathan Aranda, Vidal Bruhan, Curtis Mead, Kyle Manzardo, and, and, and company, if they do nothing but rake, they're going to need a spot. They're going to 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 need a, a position to play, first base, third base. Those are the positions that you you might see one of these young guys uh, be able to to fit. So I I see that, but I I don't think and Yandi the Yandi trade value would be obviously bigger than if you just trade one of the young guys that didn't work out. Right. Um. But no, I I 
I think it's easier, but I don't think they'll trade him. I don't. I think he 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 would be a guy that that sees that contract through. Yeah, honestly. because he really does have the assuming that health is his friend uh, over the next several years. But the the cost certainty is huge. I mean, it is a bargain for the Rays and any other organization out there. Three years, twenty four million dollars. You buy out Yandy's final two arbitration years. Um, with uh, the the one free agent year as well, um, and what what's the the asking price for a, a one more player like eight to ten million dollars? I mean, Yandi yeah. was darn near a four win player last year and playing 135, 140 games. So, and he's got the type of approach and skill set at the plate that ages well. Um, mm-hmm. like even if his bat slows down to some extent, which I don't really think it is with how he, um, is a very, very strong man, but just the ability to, Hey, he doesn't have to have the home run to be a successful, reliable player. The on-base percentage is going to play for yes. the next several years. Now, um, in reference to Michael's question, yeah, I think it makes it way easier and way more attractive uh, for another team to acquire Yandy Diaz. Let's look at Blake Snell, for example. I mean, that that five-year, $50 million contract, yeah, the Padres were sure. going to give up four big-name prospects uh, to acquire him. I look, The hall wouldn't be that big for Yandy, but um, that is something that if a team needs a, a Yandy Diaz type, um, you know, they, they would have that opportunity. But I, I feel like Yandy provides more value to the Rays than he would provide to another organization um, just based on, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that he's not quite as valued maybe, uh, across baseball just because the power numbers aren't there. It's, uh, it's what we used to say about Kevin Kiermaier. Yeah. You know, they, they don't value him the same. And, and I'm really happy that the Rays valued Kevin Kiermaier the way that they did. And I'm really happy that they're valuing Yandy Diaz like they do. Um, the fact that he's underrated, I mean, he was, he was, he was such a good, when you, when you have a 401 on base percentage, you're good. Yeah. You're just a good player. Um, now he was a four war player, according to fan graphs, I think like 3.8, right. Or, or 4.2, something around four. Yeah. 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 I think he was a four war player. Um, let's say that was his peak. Right. I don't see him going below any 2.5. So even if he goes to 2.5, which I don't think he will, um, he's not ancient. He's 31. Okay. He's not 39. Uh, It's still a great deal. It's still a great deal uh, for for the value. And besides, like you, I've said this before, if you weren't going to get the big names like Branley and Abreu, you had to give something to to the fan base. And that's, you know, rewarding fan favorites that are really good. Not only yep. because they make you smile, but they make you smile because of their production. Yandy Diaz is one of them. And and so you, you have to do that. By the way, yeah. did uh did you see that picture of the, like the little old grandma like running into Yandy Diaz because he was doing his physical and she was going in for like a physical, I guess, too. Oh yeah, like, that was funny. That was cool. Yeah. That was that was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, Yandy, again, like he doesn't strike out. He walks a ton, and I know the power numbers aren't there, but he hits the ball just about as hard consistently as any other guy in baseball. Mm-hmm. Go to his Savant page. Look at the average exit velocity. Look at the max exit velocity. 
Yeah. Um, and he doesn't, you know, he's got all the makings of, you know, being like a right-handed Michael Brantley, if you will, Ooh. to some extent. I, I don't know if Yandy's going to be able to play till you know, 38, 39, but I can see him 35, 36, still kicking around for sure. I mean, he will, because the way that this league is with, you know, everybody striking out 30% of the time and it getting worse, he is a, a throwback and he is a, a, he is very, very unique in terms of what he brings to the table. And to your point about um, what if Curtis Mead and Jonathan Aranda, all these other guys pop up, that, that'd be a great thing. That'd be a wonderful thing if that happened. I, but I think that the Rays could still gerrymander and work a rollout for, okay, Yandi, you're going to be a DH today. Tomorrow you're going to play first. The next day you're going to play yeah. third. Like they, they're, they're all about giving guys days off as well. And I think that having that stable veteran presence too for the next couple of years is important. And a guy like him that might need a little bit of um, hand-holding due to his health concerns sometimes. Yeah. DH wouldn't be such a yeah. bad uh, give a day, role. Or just and, give him a day off entirely, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you only have 26 spots. So, so you, you know, you, you do have to be careful with that. But I, I am – but kind of switching gears a little bit, and, and I know we're we're about to, to end this um, episode, but I am going to be very – I'm already interested at how he is going to be faring with the lack of shifts. How is he going to? I think he's very adept putting bat to ball and, yeah. I, and, 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 and directionally speaking, like he guides the ball where he wanted to. So I think this year is going to be very interesting for race fans to keep track about how Yandi goes about his at bats, what pitches he's making contact against um, his, his pull side. So when he goes towards right field, like how is he doing that? It, are there hits getting caught away is he pulling the ball more because now they might that they might shift quote unquote a little bit differently than they did before i i think he's a guy to to keep an eye on that's not like the big lefty like you know brendan Lau. like yeah, yeah we all want to know how brendan Lau is going to fare with this lack of shift but yandy diaz is a very good candidate to to track too because we've always said his spray chart looks exactly how a lefties would so are you under the impression that we could see more Yandi just based on the shift rules and him having more comfort and confidence and pulling the ball? I think so. Yeah. I, th I mean, I, what I'm saying is he's going to be a very interesting guy to see how he deals with this because yeah. it, he has a different type of, um, of skill set, but the skill set that he does, he can put the ball where he wants to. So how yeah. is he going? Is he just going to become an, uh, an up the middle kind of guy? Cause now there's not going to be a second baseman or shortstop there. So is he going to come be a, be a pepper, uh, uh, peppering the ball to center field? He's going to be very interesting. Yeah. If anything, I think we could see even better offensive numbers. I mean, he could be a, he could be a 300 hitter with, um, the constraints on defenses now. And, and maybe it's one of those things where he's never wanted to, or he, he's not trying to sell out for the home run all the time because it, it might not work out as much as it works out. And he's just, uh, I know my role is to get on base, to get a base hit. And if that means hitting it up the middle, hitting it the other way, then, then so be it. But maybe now this gives him more of an opportunity to, you know, try to shoot the ball. And depending on what, you know, who's in front of him and who's behind him, those can be considerations as well. But yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised and, and not to mention the 
um, internal mental aspect of he's got his money now. So yes. he can just relax and focus on playing baseball. He doesn't have to worry about some of those outside concerns. One more thing you said about maybe becoming, uh, maybe pulling the ball a little bit, being short. Now with the money that he secured, he might be able to feel a little bit more f uh, flexible into yeah. thinking, you know what? Let me, let me tinker things before I couldn't tinker. Because if I had a bad offensive season, that would reflect bad, badly on my arbitration. But now that I'm quote unquote set, maybe I do try to see what kind of approach could give me a little bit more power. I mean, yeah. that's been the dream. And so maybe I'm just, you know, speaking fallacies. And, and, and but uh, <sighs> Yandi, that would give you 20 bombs with a 400 on base. My goodness. Yeah. And I know we're going long here, but one more thing since we have talked so much about extensions on this episode i'm sure. going to say it right here before somebody else steals it from under me uh the next contract extension will be given to one of the raised prospects if and when they just get called up so like curtis mead i'm looking at you for a contract extension look at what the rays have done with matt moore Look at what they've done with Evan Longoria. Look at what they've done with Brandon Lau. Look at what they've done with Wander Franco. Look at what they've done with Chris Archer. You know, 17 days of service time, 24 days, 58 days, 104 days, 150 days. That's who they're going to lock up next is, I think it's going to be Curtis Mead, but a prospect guy. You know, maybe completely, it's Josh Completely. Yeah. No, no. Completely agree with you. I think it's going to be a prospect. Again, that means that the money is less. So that that's also a, a, an advantage. And I think, uh, yeah, Curtis Mead might be that guy. Curtis yeah. Mead might, might definitely be that guy. They, they want somebody who is um, conscientious. They know their work ethic. They are good under pressure. I, I think that, that, you know, that that's a really yeah. good, um, good, uh, good uh, observation there. Yeah. Good that'd theory. Be, that'd be a hit for sure. All right. Uh, yeah. Thank you for making the Lockdown Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you tomorrow and Thursday with our special guest, who we might have mentioned just a moment or two ago. Have a good one.